0: You're listening to The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alice.
1: Hi, welcome to Series 2, Episode 3 with Dots Pattins. Dots talks about the struggles that he had after having a big success, and how now he just produces music that's authentic to him.
0: Part of it was all of what I've just talked about, you know, like too much external pressure, external stress, like then getting inside my head and overthinking everything. And- you know, what if I sound like this and what if I sound like that or what are people gonna say
1: I hope you enjoy this episode welcome to the musicians mind podcast thank you so much for joining me
0: that's not a problem at all
1: so I just want to tell everyone a bit about you like you do some amazing things. tell us what you do and a little bit about yourself
0: yeah yeah sure so my name is dots per inch aka Dave or Dave is my real name Um... I produce house and tech house music. I jumped on the live streaming when um, when the pandemic hit last year. Yeah, uh, Made the best of that. I had some fun. Uh, tried to take things in a different route to some of the others with like a green screen and stuff. Taking a break from it uh, around about March time. Um, currently doing a little live stream series at the moment. I got to a point where I'd been streaming pretty much nonstop once a week for like eight months, nine months. And I felt this pressure and it's probably only a pressure that I was putting upon myself, but a pressure to be there and to turn up and show up and to be happy on camera and to be smiley and to look like I'm having a good time when really inside, I'd got to a point with the streaming where I was like not really wanting to be there or do it. Um... You know, there were a lot of other factors by that point, sort of January, February, March time, that were building into life being quite difficult at times. Yeah. Um, so I stopped the live streaming, and this time around what I've done is I've, I've said, right, I'm, I'm out for six live streams. We're on stream number three on Monday. There's three more after that, and then that's it. Like, there's no pressure to be doing it forever and ever. So that was like a little... Um, a little thing that I put in place to kind of like stop myself from falling into the trap that I was in before
1: yeah um, is it like is it, it more of the music side of things that was you felt under pressure with or is it more is it like a personal thing
0: um I think th- there's an element of like trying to keep the music fresh every single week and yeah. with the pandemic yeah I had to like um broaden my horizons let's say and take on some some bits and pieces to to ensure that i could continue to pay the rent and the bills and be in a position to make music um which meant i was quite busy so it became a bit harder to sort of knuckle down and find the time to to get 60 minutes of fresh new music out there um but i think as well from like uh a perspective of, of wanting to always see progress and always like build and, and make a better position um, so yeah I mean uh, I think we were we were averaging about thirty people on the stream, which doesn't sound like a lot but you know in the first two or three there were seven people
1: yeah.
0: um, you know it it did build up to a quite a nice little community of people. Yeah. but it just was becoming you know it, it plateaued at 30 people or so and it's not just an hour doing the live stream it's an hour setting up for the live stream it's like cooling down or, or you know or, or unwinding and releasing that energy after um in my case it was literally cooling down because as you can see I've got two big lights here all the camera equipment we're in quite a small room uh, so it was boiling hot and I was literally like dripping with sweat after every single one. So, you know, I didn't have to have a shower um, because people want to watch this kind of stuff in the evening, you know, rather than at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. I was doing it at half seven, um, which means that by the time you're finished and you've cooled down, it's half eight, nine o'clock. Like, you know, I then found I wasn't sleeping brilliant after it like either eating late after or eating early before it, it wasn't particularly convenient in the end for yeah. something that uh while it's a lot of fun and as I say you know I've, I've got people who hopefully are big fans of what I do now and and are there to stay it didn't really stack up in terms of like a financial perspective for 30 people to kind of make all those impacts on on my lifestyle so that the current live stream series is running uh five till six p.m which means that it fits within my working day as such um you know I don't tend to produce much in the evening I tend to unwind and and try and get in a position to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning but that's that's another story
1: oh (laughs) yeah because it's like um it's like doing an actual gig, isn't it? Every, all the time. Because even though you think you're just doing it at home, you're not, you have to prep yourself. You have to get ready. Like you said, you have to wind down. Obviously all the prep that goes into actually doing it behind the scenes as well, which is like the same as any live gig. So it's a big, it's a bigger deal than people think just to jump in front of the camera and do a live stream.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, like, because I'm here on my own, the technical aspects of everything yeah. could be quite stressful. Like, I mean, anyone who's watched my streams over that period will know that like, it's not a dots per inch stream. If there's not some technical problem, you know, the camera turning itself off after half an hour or, um, you know, some, something going wrong. So basically touch wood, the, the ones that the last two we've done, like everything's all good. Now, Finesse everything uh to to make it all work nicely and not have any problems but yeah like like you say it's um it's, it's almost like a gig it is it's different to doing a weekly radio show because you are on camera you are under pressure to perform whereas if you do a radio show and and you're lucky enough to do it live there's still one minute 30 between tracks where you can stand around and you know do nothing or zone out um yeah because you're not on camera and these with these live streams you know you're on camera for the whole thing so you're under pressure to perform you're under pressure to not stand there and look dead boring um and so yeah like you know i was just i was getting like stressed and worked up with everything in life really you know the uncertainty of it all and how long it was going to continue and um and I just felt you know trying to to force myself to to be on screen and be happy and stuff like that I was like I think this is actually making it worse so let's just knock it on the head and give it a break and I don't think I expected it to be a six-month break um but yeah, it ended up being six months, and then the last couple of weeks I got back into it. And as I say, it's it's just going to be a fixed little mini series, um, and I think that's the way to go for me. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm not putting too much pressure um, on myself.
1: Exactly, and no one can keep up that momentum of doing something every single week like that. It's too, yeah. it is too much. And we got, and I don't know about you, but throughout the year, i go, go through phases of like kind of being up and down, and and I think mm. everyone goes through that especially with the, like, different seasons, change your mood and different things like that. So you do go through the ups and downs and, like, trying to keep doing something, like, so consecutively. It's it's hard work. And so I yeah. don't put that pressure on myself with the podcast. I get, a, like, a, a few together and then drop them out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: For the same reason that not feeling like that, I don't want to let other people down if I didn't yeah, feel like yeah. doing it. So at least... Get them all ready. Drop them all out.
0: I, th- I think it. I think it's a good lesson for yeah. anyone listening to learn. Really, is yeah. like you know batching up your energy um, yeah. because if you can like batch up your energy to do you know whatever it is, six YouTube videos, six podcasts, six new tracks um, in like a two week period or whatever, and then you've got the energy to to promote them at a separate time. Yeah, like that's great. Like you know, it's when you're trying to do everything all the time like you can't do it um i mean i haven't i haven't made much music really for the year i think um like i had some some good success with some remixes that i did um at the back end of last year and then by this point, myself and Rewired already produced our single that we signed to new state uh, "Saved my life, which came out in may, but we, we signed that record with them or started the process of signing with them, like in August before. Um, so, you know, that, that tune was already in the bag. So I hadn't really made a huge amount of music this year. And part of it was all of, all of what I've just talked about, you know, like too much external pressure, external stress, like then getting inside my head and overthinking everything. And, you know, what if I sound like this? And what if I sound like that? Or what are people yeah. going to say? And, yeah. and, uh, and and the problem is when you're producing, when you start to get in that mindset, um, I think you then start to make things worse. <laughs> like I was going back to like tracks. And I was just in my head I was like, Oh no, the mix down's so wrong and then I work the mix down again and work it again and work it again and yeah. before you know it like the track sounds like really hollow and yeah and not good at all. Like you know it's, it's got, much, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It's so you, things. Yeah, you basically end up ruining the track. Yeah. So I'm kind of I think it was in about June I started to to get back into it. Um, put out obviously all this time. Like I had had my label that I started, um, and then Amy came on board to help out with that. Amy Lauren, mm-hmm. um, high definition, and we we've been putting out records now steadily for the last ten months, nine months. Um, we've signed up music all the way to April next year, and it's a really good outlet and a good focus for me to have. Uh, in terms of inspiration and stuff you know I'm working with some of the best up-and-coming producers in the country uh, on that and and also from around the world so you know a few months of of doing that and seeing the impact definitely sparked some encouragement and some inspiration for me and I'm in I'm in pretty good form at the moment with making music so I'm just trying to bash out as much as I can while I can um, in the hope that you know if I do find myself struggling in january and february for motivation because i can tell you already it's going to be hard um there's going to be a lot of uh you know businesses that close in january and february and stuff um that you know i've got music there ready to go ready to be signed and i'll be able to hopefully be positive about things in a different way if i don't feel like being creative you know yeah. i can be promotional um, okay.
1: yeah definitely I don't think that I think this is quite a new thing to um be on it all the time because if you look back at the in the music industry years ago people would do their album do their touring and then have a bit of a break and then start up with a fresh new idea and now we feel that need to keep on it because there's so many you just feel like you need to be current all the time yeah we put too much pressure on ourselves to keep up and that's because yeah. of Instagram and the way everything it seems to just you need a new picture every day and you need yep. a new thing and a new song every month
0: it's because uh you know Instagram and Spotify they're all built on algorithms that that work more the more you feed them yeah um so, you know we all feel the the pressure of like trying to come up with content or you know um like releasing every fixed period of time and like you said that didn't happen back in the day but you almost have to at the moment like you know if you if you were a top ten selling artist let's take Sigala for example like when he has a release like he generally has a good success rate of getting a hit but every now and then there's one that maybe doesn't connect and his team have got the next release out Almost before you know whether that's going to connect or not, because yeah. it now takes like six, to eight weeks, maybe even ten weeks for something to connect with the chart. Um, you know, they're almost promote. They're, they're basically promoting the next single before they know whether the single before is going to chart. Yeah, uh, because they're not taking any risks. So you know, even further down the ladder where, where I am, like. I'm looking at this next year and going right well now I'm in the zone now I'm ready to go like let's put something out every three weeks let's just do it because what I've got to lose like you know all the all the stuff like discover weekly and release radar and stuff like that they're all triggered by the more you put into the system the more you're going to get out of the system so it's um it's a very different mindset from where I was at couple of years ago in terms of like you know we need to make a hit record we need to write a hit record um and I think it's I think it's uh more authentic with what I want to be right now so I think that's a good place to be at
1: definitely definitely do you feel like this is the first time you felt like you've been authentic or have you have you struggled to like figure that out oh
0: yeah yeah definitely I think this was was a big part of why i was feeling like i was feeling yeah, um yeah. because i was trying to write the follow-up to to the single i did with james hype i was loving you and yeah there was a lot of pressure on me that was uh, big, that you know, maybe the know. pressure wasn't from external but i felt that i was under pressure to to make things sound a certain way yeah and You know, it just doesn't always happen like that. And especially, like, as soon as the pandemic hit, like, I'd I'd had a couple of uh, decent, like, really, really, really respected songwriters booked in for sessions, Um, you know, whether it was going to be there, them collabing on the track or whether it was going to be written for someone else. Like, I had a couple of really good songwriters booked in for sessions, And because of COVID, we weren't able to get in the studio. I felt completely uncomfortable at the time with with doing a Zoom session because I'm not like super, super experienced at doing sessions. Um, You know, I've always been there and had someone like James there or previous to that, like I did a lot of records in a studio in Southampton with a guy called Tom. And there's always been someone there that, is you know able to be the voice of reason or to take over from a technical perspective when I'm like struggling and uh so yeah I mean I just like going into these sessions I was happy to go into them live and have a rapport with someone and you know say oh I'm not sure how to do that do you know how to do it or whatever? but the whole like adding zoom into the mix as well I just felt really like afraid of it fear of failure and stuff so we didn't end up doing those sessions so you know then you're limited to who you can work with you you know reducing yourself to maybe splice vocals or you're picking up vocals that you've had recorded three four years ago but you've never released and maybe you didn't release them for a reason um I sent out some records to some labels and I got like no response or a response of not for us yeah. Definitely. Um I think that like gave me a knock on the confidence as well. Like I definitely I definitely respond to confidence, like I'm a confidence player. So I need people to tell me they love what I'm doing and stuff. Um Yeah,
1: I think we all do. But you also need to believe in yourself.
0: Yeah, you need to love it yourself. And yeah. like some of this music because I was writing to make a hit record, like I just didn't feel like it was authentic to what I actually wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, and so when I got the knockbacks, it was like, mm, right. Now where do we go from here?
1: Yeah.
0: Um so I mean I um, think I found I found a lot of uh, I don't know what the right word is really. I was gonna say like hope. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I found like hope in, in the label really, like high definition, like it's definitely encouraged me to to pursue like a more underground sort of sounds and and basically just you know make what i enjoy making and if yeah, it sounds a little yeah. bit different from the last record that's great like if it doesn't that's great like you know we can make records that sound similar ish two in a row and then we can make something that sounds different it's not yeah. it's not any pressure and I, and I just feel when you're writing like with a big record label in mind like you know they'll hear a record and they'll say oh it needs to sound like that so you know probably now everyone's telling their artists to write a record that sounds like uh the navos record um and you know i don't know navos and and so i have no idea how that record came about you know it could well be that it was legit an authentic thing from him like he was like that's what i'm going to make yeah, and in that case he made it authentically he didn't like sit down and go I'm gonna write a hit record I must use these yes. five yeah. sounds that of. you
1: know he's just yeah
0: made a record um and so yeah I, I think um I'll be excited to see what I can do over the next year with with a more independent mindset and yeah. a bit of belief in you know doing what I want to do and and if people love it then great if they don't then great
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and as long as you're enjoying yourself and you're just you know like you're feeling it that's the main thing I think that that's what everyone needs to do is is just to be authentic if they enjoy it and they like doing it then that's the main thing isn't it
0: yeah
1: it's hard the music industry is so hard but I think the most authentic people do the best
0: yeah I I think uh You know, maybe that's what what being an artist is about as opposed to being a producer. Um because being a producer, you just would kind of follow the
1: trends, the formulas and the trends, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, like I say, like you'd go, All right, because Navos has had a big top 40, number one, whatever it was, like I need to make a record that uses those sounds.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Whereas being an artist, I guess, you know, you take risks and you you evolve stuff and you make new sounds. And, and you know, I think in terms of that commercial house aspect for a while, it's been very, like, piano-laden and very, um, like, donk-bass uh, style, the stuff that has especially, like, permeated through the radio. And I just... I think as well like that sound's been around now for like six years or something and I'm a bit as a producer or an artist myself I'm a bit bored of it I want to try other stuff yeah so I think this is the route that will give me that opportunity and if if someone hears something of me and goes oh you know that's that's a record right there great like you know we'll talk about it but at the moment I just need to to make music and be me and I think maybe the music industry has changed as well from that perspective. Like 10 years ago, you know, maybe it was better to do your learning and, um, you know, make 100 tracks and not send them to anyone and not put them out and then give 100 tracks to an A&R and the A&R say, oh, you know, there's something here, like let's sign you up for a free single deal and that's the one we're going to lead with. Uh, Whereas now, like, I think you are, capable to be a bit more you know, you can put like, I'm, I'm gonna try and do it. I'm gonna try and put out like 15 20 records over the next twelve months. Yeah. Because I can. Like and that's what other people are doing. Um and if something is big enough, a label will probably say, right, that's big enough. We need to change your release schedule from here. You know, they'll they'll pick up the record and take it on. Yeah. Um and I think maybe the industry's taken a while to figure out that that's okay. Because I think yeah. there was a an element before of, you know, you need to keep your, like, if you've got good ideas, you need to keep them in the bank and you need to be exclusive for, for that moment when you're going to pop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so different now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it will carry on changing. Um, You know, I think... Like you said, I remember when people were going mad like 10 years ago because Rihanna was releasing a single every six weeks or something and she did that for like two years straight or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, she's if she did that now, she'd be falling behind, (laughs) you know? Like, someone as big as Rihanna every four weeks or, well, not not as big as rihanna but someone new and wanting to break through because obviously Rihanna's so big now she can do what she wants yeah um but you know new artists who are coming through now like it's let's put something out every four weeks and if if it connects we can change the schedule if it connects and you know like we put it out on an independent label a major label want to sign it we can go back in and re-promote it like etc cetera, etc cetera. The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alves. Do
1: you ever feel like you've not wanted to carry on doing it? Like, do you feel like you've wanted to give up with
0: the music? I think there was a a point this year, like once, when I was just thinking, oh, maybe all this is just too hard. Maybe I just need to not bother. Um,
1: I'm surprised that you even said this year like i would have yeah. thought maybe you would have said before like you know like a few years ago before you had no
0: no i never uh, the thing is like i enjoy producing yeah and like you know it is something that i could do for like six hours straight and not really achieve anything and i'd be happy i'd be like oh yeah like you know i enjoyed enjoyed that um so it is a hobby as well um but i mean i think prior to to covid prior to november 2019 i had a full-time job anyway
1: um
0: and i'd had a full-time like day job for four years um and then before that i was like a resident dj for six years and then before that i was at uni so like I guess I never really I never really had the whole like I've been producing all day every day for like six seven hours uh and I'm not getting anywhere kind of moment Mm -hmm. because I always felt like I was making some kind of progress and I guess the nearest that that point ever came was uh last in in the pandemic last year and because I'd left the day job and I was supposed to be, you know, embarking on, right, let's make a full time career out of making music and, and DJing. Like, I did, I think, about 15 gigs in 2019 uh, that were like, you know, proper dots per inch gigs and not me like helping out a mate by covering it as a residency or whatever that I'd done for like the previous three years and so i was like right there's a platform there to build off so you know we'll go and build on that now and then then the pandemic hit and so i wasn't i wasn't at a point where i was like oh i'm going to give up on making music because i never really got the opportunity to to make music all day and think oh i'm not getting anywhere with it because almost straight away i was like i've got no income I've got, I think I had three grand in savings and I was paying out a thousand pound a month in rent and bills. And I was not like, I wasn't making anything. Um, so like almost straight away, I, I was having to do quite a lot of like graphic design work for mates and like doing album covers and flyers and stuff like that, uh, to make ends meet. And, um, so, you know, that was distracting me quite a bit, but it meant that when I was making music, I was always still like quite like, oh, yeah, I'm making music, like, I'm making progress and stuff. But then I think the moment came, was more this year, when I was just like, I can't remember what I was feeling at the time, but I was like, oh, in some ways, maybe this is just time to... Maybe it's not going to happen. But it was a very, very fleeting moment because... Yeah. As I can never imagine not wanting to produce music, even if it's like, even if I got the opportunity to just do six hours of production once a month, I'd probably still want to take that opportunity. Like, it's um, it's an art form, you know. It's it's as as much as people will go, oh well, that's you know, that's your job now. There's money attached to it and stuff. Like, it's an art form, and especially if I'm taking this mindset of. I do what I want to do, and if you guys enjoy it, great. If you don't, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm allowed, you, you know, I'm allowed to do something that I want to do and no one can tell me it's, like, the wrong way of doing it. Yeah. Um. I think, um. like, I've had a little bit of, like, paid production work over the last year or so, um, just helping out, like, getting a few tracks done for other people and stuff here and there. And I think that's probably kept me in the zone a little bit um, and stopped me from ever getting too, like, far away from it because that project has gone pretty well. Yeah. Um. So it's kept me quite, yeah, I, I think there's that, – that's not been bad for motivation, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that's uh, – I, I like – it's it is bad to say but it, money does motivate you when because it's how it's how the world goes around so when you do make money from something you think yeah actually i'm, I'm doing it right. so yeah i can I think, keep doing yeah. this but when you don't it kind of gets a bit you get a bit disheartened by it don't you yeah. you feel like
0: in those sessions as well it's um you know it's a fixed time period i'm against the clock like it's about making the client happy not necessarily myself so it's um it's about kind of making them happy and then and then it's not overthinking things like honestly today i spent three hours today and i spent two hours last night like, I'm doing a remix at the moment for No One Knows. Shout out to No One Knows. And like the vocals he's doing really cool.
1: Well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's my guy. Um, so the vocals really cool. I've got the drums rolling. Like it's going to be like I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I spent three hours trying to write a bass line today. I spent two hours writing a bass line yesterday. And I haven't got a bass line right now and i have a feeling that one of the bass lines i wrote yesterday which i've now deleted was better than anything i've made all day today so like in a in a situation where i'm in with with my client like you know everything is a lot less overthought than that yeah. and it flows and and you know i have a good yeah. relationship with them we we get on well and it's very easy to work with um but it does stop me overthinking things so okay.
1: It's good. I've always said when, I, when I'm when i with someone else in the studio, I get things done much better because, you know, someone will stop you and say, no, that's a good take. Oh, can you just do another take like that but just change the end and you just do it. When when you're doing it out at home on your own, you're, you do it so many times, don't you? You go round and round and round for hours trying to get the better one and then you look back and the one you did in the first five minutes is the best one.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it comes to like recording vocals I much prefer to be in the studio with someone because then you can say I really you know I really like what you've done there but can you do it again because like your power tailed off at the end or you know whatever whereas if you've got the the files over from them and then you hear that and then you go back to them and ask them to do it like it all does become quite like long-winded um yeah I mean generally you get there in the end but it yeah it's not as easy as being in a studio with someone i've not done any of these like um like live recording sessions on zoom where like a vocalist has put you on their zoom and you know they've recorded and and you've sat and watched the recording um i mean
1: i'm not sure oh yeah i guess you could just watch it i was gonna say about the latency issues and stuff if you was recording yeah. through each yeah exactly
0: device. like i'm not sure there, there is a way to do it without latency yeah but um th- this is what i'm saying about earlier when i said you know i i ended up not doing these sessions at the start of covid because i was just like i didn't even know where to start on all of that stuff and i just felt so out of my depth um when already like you know writing songs as such is outside of my my depth um like to then have to deal with all the technical aspects and give someone advice on oh and i prefer that or i prefer that yeah. over zoom like wait you can't you know like if i if i'm at the wheels or the controls and you're recording vocals like I can pick up the cursor and I can move it to where I want to show you something and say, this bit, I like this bit, can you do it again? How does any of that work on Zoom? I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't know. I struggle to even oh, get the working for this today.
1: <laughs> I just think it's so nice to see people in real life. It's actually really nice to do it. But you can get more done because of the way the technology is. It's good. It's quick. You can do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like we've been trying to do this podcast for a couple of months right it was my <laughs> fault I yeah. I gave that's well, I didn't give birth I had a cesarean the day before yeah. we had it booked <laughs> so my bad
0: <laughs> and then I just didn't hear from you and I was like oh she must have or something and then Amy said to me like two days later she was like, oh if you're waiting on any vocals from Jessica she's <laughs> uh just had a cesarean like yesterday or, or something <laughs> Oh, no, I wasn't waiting for vocals, but we were supposed to be doing a podcast.
1: (laughs) It was all honestly, we only went for an ultrasound. Wow. So what do you do to keep yourself motivated and, yeah, how do you help yourself and keep mentally well? Um,
0: I think uh, having a good team around you, uh, people that you can trust on to deliver you an honest answer, but also not a unnecessarily sort of negative answer or an answer that is going to hold you back like you know we we all face our own challenges in terms of where we're at on a technical level and i don't want people to always say to me oh yeah that's nice like that's the worst thing for anyone to say if you send the music for them to go oh that's nice yeah. We will probably do it a little bit if we're like tired or like not focused or whatever, we go, Oh yeah, that's nice. Um but it doesn't mean anything. Um yeah, yeah. but at the same time I don't want someone who's gonna like continuously say XYZ's wrong, XYZ's wrong. Like it has to come to a point where it's like you you have to appreciate it as it is. Yeah. And if it's not quite right for you, it's probably not quite right for you. Um because like if i send it to someone and i'm constantly getting like negative feedback or that's just going to make me worse inside my head in terms of overthinking so i've kind of i've had to cut out a few people who were being overly perfectionist on what i was sending them because well, I just yeah yeah if, if i can't achieve it and i can't fix it it's then making me just overthink everything and, and i'm ending up making it worse um I think if you've got someone who you can reach out to, to do a mix down for you, if like, if you're struggling shout out to Mark Maitland, he's mixed a few bits of mine, uh, where I just, you know, I can't get them to sit quite right. It's easier and more cost effective to send it to him and be working on the next idea, uh, than to be spending three days trying to get the kick and the bass to sit perfectly when he can do it in, you know, an hour guys are genius um <laughs> uh, having some friends outside of music i think is yeah having a bit of a break
1: for music yeah
0: so you've got break outside of music having people to talk to um having friends within music who don't do the same genre as you so don't like yeah. understand exactly the challenges you face but do understand a lot of the challenges you face on like a generic level yeah. um you know i think that's really important to be able to talk to someone who understands the music game but is not so in deep that you know when you say you know something about this or something about that that they know exactly about it they just know the overview of, of a similar situation i think that's quite useful
1: yeah
0: um, i think uh like having as well as friends having like a passion or, or a hobby outside of music is good um, so I started playing tennis in April um, having not played it since I was like a teenager
1: yeah
0: um, I've got my first match for the team this weekend
1: yeah uh, yeah so you're part so, of the team Wait, you do it with other people
0: yep so this will be my first one to, for playing for the club as part of the team the third team um yeah cool. and so hopefully we get a win um i paid a bit extra for some like coaching over the last few months as well to like develop myself beyond just playing down at like the little club night thing
1: yeah
0: um and i mean i, f- I think this week i'll have i'll play tuesday wednesday i'm gonna play friday and i'm gonna play sunday so i'm gonna have played four times oh. so for me that's good i'm getting out of the house i'm getting fresh air i'm getting exercise yeah. when the lockdown started the first time when i was like obviously in the the early stages of i don't have clients and stuff that are regularly asking me for work i don't have any retainers and stuff so this is like 50 pound here 100 pound there 50 pound there 100 pound there i had loads of time all the time in the world so i went running like uh pretty much every day and I did like 100 kilometers in the first month. And then I did 80 kilometers in the second month. And then once once start, things started to get like stressful and and bogged down, like I stopped and I don't massively enjoy, like I don't mind running, but I, I find the first three, four weeks when you're like trying to get yourself fit enough to be able to run without stopping, I find it so boring. Um, yeah. And I don't like the gym. So like this playing tennis has worked out like really, really well for me. Um yeah. so maybe people can think about what they could do that they enjoy. Um so you know, can get them out of the house maybe for a social aspect.
1: Yeah, I get that completely. Like I like um like boxer size. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you're doing something, aren't you? But it keeps you fit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do want to get back into running at some point because I want to like run, I want to run 10k races and stuff like that.
1: Yeah,
0: I do want to do that from like competitive aspect because I think that'd be fun. Um, but I think that was part of it because like before lockdown, I was going to um, park run the the free Saturday 5k thing you can do in your local park and it's yeah. timed and there's like 150 other people there running and so you know even if you. are getting fit you can go Ah, like in my age bracket i finished sixth this week i finished fourth this week oh i finished second or whatever like you know that you can see progress Yeah, yeah when i was doing like because they obviously had to stop because of covid when i was doing this this 100k a month like i was doing it on my own like i was running around the train station car park um down the road because like if i ran around the outside of the car park it was basically empty and so I wasn't bumping into anyone in terms of like because this is when COVID was still like you know everyone's mad cautious about it yeah. and if I, if I run around the estate like people get upset at you like running past them and not giving them like three meters width forever so I was just run, running down to the car park down there and then running around that like 15 times and that was like my five kilometers
1: Oh God, um, that sounds really draining
0: though <laughs> so mentally like boring but yeah. like it was working for me but then they they turned the car park into a, a covid testing center and it's still oh, no. now. so like i can't run there now um <laughs> yeah. and yeah i've just fallen out of the habit of it but i need to yeah i do need to get into it because like my mate keeps saying to me let's do a 10k together and I nearly got to the point of signing up but then i was like look i've, I've thought about it and it's two weeks where i haven't done any training so i'm gonna have to say <laughs> okay.
1: i was gonna say though sign up because that's what you need to do you need to give yourself a goal you need to give yourself like a like yeah a goal to get to because if you don't then it's, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah, really
0: aimless, yeah yeah doesn't it? Uh, when, when when we joined the tennis club i said to my girlfriend i was like oh, i'm gonna join the team and like what six months later i'm in the team like admittedly they had to start a new team for me to join um oh, that's right, though it's all right you know i'll start in the yeah. third team and i'll keep on practicing and work my way up if i can who knows i might really enjoy the third team and i might want to play with those people for the rest of my life but yeah. no like I'm, I'm well looking forward to sunday and getting out there and playing some tennis let's hope it don't rain yeah
1: oh it sounds really good thank you so much Dutch, for being so open and honest about everything it shows that what you see on social media isn't always a true reflection of how someone is feeling. Episode four we have Hayley May. And it's so fickle and you know people come and they go, they really do. It's like one minute you're gonna the hotest thing and the next minute you're off the radar. It's so cutthroat. You have to have a thick skin.